Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Legion podcast. I almost said Fanboy Comics podcast. Um, <laughs> I've been recording way, way too much. Well, you're better but... than I am because I actually <laughs> do say the name. But the worst thing is, is that I'm using a podcast that no longer exists. <laughs> Oh man, Dude, those are great. That that's great. Especially last time you did it, you said it, and then you immediately like crap. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't even know why it's still. I mean, I don't know. Maybe because I did it for like two years that it's still in there somewhere. I don't know. I mean, I I'm surprised that. Oh, I, I will say this. Juice Juice is pretty dominant on his podcast. He does all the intros. It makes it a lot easier for me. I just kind of jump in whenever I'm needed. But, uh, but yeah, you know, for me, I'm glad that I only have one name for my podcast, even though I do like different shows on that podcast. Cause then I would just be like super jumbled up and completely out of whack. Yeah. But, but Mark, how have you been? Um, my life this past week has consisted of watching the Batman trailer about 50 to 60 times. I don't do I, I don't do trailer reactions, and I'm actually watching other people react to a trailer that I've seen. And oh, I, gotta, I reacted to and it, I, and I have to admit, yes, I, I I saw yours. I I'm a subscriber under the Nation of Nerds. You do, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I saw that, and wow, trailer reactions are pretty cool. Like it's it's cool seeing like people's um like getting into like I guess showing like their excitement. Yeah. Or. People who are just not excited for there's, it. There's one person that I saw that made it, his room look like the dark room of Hall H. Like, like at Comic-Con. How, like, the camera is, like, actually facing him and it's bright because of the flash or whatever. And it he makes it look like he's watching it on, like, the big screen. And then he, like, reacts to it. That's cool. Uh, that one was pretty cool. Um but I've I've seen the overall same reaction of they see the Batman the very first time in that room with all the police officers and everybody goes silent. Their jaw drops and then you don't see a reaction again until freaking Pattinson beats the ever living crap out of some poor soul completely murders him basically <laughs> and that's when people are like oh my god this movie might actually be the best reiteration of yeah Batman i mean ever. i i saw when i saw the trail i was absolutely mesmerized by the score yes you're getting nirvana oh but you're dude, actually the nirvana song was such a great choice. no but you're actually really getting was. uh now i'm gonna butcher his last name giacchino Who's actually yes. doing the score, and yeah. he actually has his motif in there, and you're hearing yeah. it the whole time. So I was like, "Oh my!" God. So I was mesmerized the entire time. I cannot believe. I think Jordan mentioned it on Twitter, stating like he can't believe this is only twenty five percent. Like, what the hell? What else are we in store in like for this movie? I I I don't know, dude. Like, so so I saw the I, beginning, and I was like, "Oh God, this is." I don't know if Matt Reeves is like a protege of like David Fincher. But that beginning with the duct tape and seeing – I was like, God, this is David Fincher. Like you – I would have never have thought that I was watching a Matt Reeves film. I felt like I was watching Mindhunters with the way that that beginning scene looks like. I was oh, like, oh, it, it, it is, is so good. So I'm, I'm so on it. Jeffrey Wright nails it. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, his, I mean, he is very, I mean, he's an amazing actor. I didn't know how he would portray Gordon. I uh, still want to see him in, now that I'm subscribed to HBO, HBO Max. Oh, Westworld. I, I want to see Westworld. Yeah, Westworld really is one of those shows that I think, is. like, I need to, I need to, like, have time because I hear that show is very confusing. Yeah. Where you need to watch it, like, you know. I feel like I'm going to watch Westworld before I even try to watch Game of Thrones. Yes. I've not seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. I think I've well, seen the, that's I saw the first season. Loved it. I saw I was like, you know what? I, I'm gonna wait for my wife so we can watch it together as a I family. Think I, I, I think I've later, seen I like bits and pieces of the first season. Like not even complete episodes. And then I saw like twenty minutes of the very last episode when my stepdad was watching it downstairs. So I know how it ends. But I haven't seen anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to. That that's something. So yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm like you as well. Um, but yeah, man, just watching that trailer, the, I mean, the Snyder cut in that trailer was so that was beautiful. like really emotional. Like I know people are like trashing the fact that it had the Watchmen. Like first of all, when you hear Zack Snyder's reasonings for it, reasoning it's, for it's it, beautiful. That, yes, but I felt like the rendition that he chose was glorious. Well, no, like one one person uh, said because they they took one part of the trailer, which is the Superman death scene. Yeah, and there's a lyric in there that talks about striking a certain chord, you know, and it plays well with the idea that Superman's voice is what opens the mother boxes across the earth. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, even and, even and, even talking and the about song like, uh, totally like makes sense. Yeah, yeah, even with him, like uh, I, I don't I don't remember the lyric, but even when you see Cyborg hitting the like, it looks like he's digging. Yeah, in the, the grave. In, yeah, yeah, digging in the grave. I mean, even that moment, you're you you say to yourself, I'm like, wow, the lyrics are, it's it all makes it's playing sense. Like it's, really well. Yeah, like, he did. It, it was it was beautiful. I, I will say, I will say, as much as I am a, you know, Snyder Cut fanatic, uh, that was my third favorite trailer. Uh, my second favorite and very big surprise was the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. I, I did The behind the scenes. I had no idea that they were going full-blown Ostrander. Dude, it is... I think this is the most comic book a comic book movie has ever been. Yeah, I mean it. Look, I mean, I, I like indie James Gunn. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of Guardians James Gunn, but I, I understand that when you're doing things with Marvel Studios, you know, there's a certain way that you need to kind of do things. Yeah, um, but indie James Gunn, I am all for seeing. This film, the behind the scenes, I even loved the roll call. I thought the roll call was really cool. Um, yeah, but when I saw that they were going, I I truly believed that when I saw, wow, they're going Ostrander when I saw Rick Flag, and like yeah. that iconic like the, yellow, the shirt. yellow. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, this is Ostrander, sweet. And then I think they say it in the behind the scenes that this is like seventies war, and I'm like, give yeah. it to me. So that yeah. one got me really pumped. Honestly, this the. Um, the trailer that really got me excited, and then I saw the release date, was honestly that that Suicide Squad uh, versus the video game? Uh, Justice League. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, twenty twenty two. Yeah, like, when I saw the when I saw the date, I was like, freaking a man. 
Like, why even give me this trailer? <laughs> but at the same time, I think that there was already rumors of that game. And I think they just wanted to put it out so that way, like, no one else leaks anything. And I, I, I am genuinely okay with them putting it out there just to build the hype around DC. Uh, especially now that we know that one specifically is connected to the Arkham games. So it only makes sense to move to Metropolis because of what happens at the end of Arkham Knight. So I, I enjoy it. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, another evil Superman game. And I'm like, dude, he's being controlled by Brainiac. It's not like he's doing it on his own fruition. Like it's Brainiac controlling him. So, dude, people are going to complain to complain, but you know what? They're still going to pick up the Injustice comics. They're still going to talk about Red Sun. They're, I yep. mean, they yep. they love it, man. They just, God, you'll be surprised what people will do for eighty likes. I'm like, good <laughs> lord, man, just shut <laughs> up, dude. God, freaking, oh man, man so, social media sucks, man. But yeah, it's yeah, I'm, fan man, fandom as a whole. First, it's like. Kudos. I, I know Jim Lee was shouting everyone out um, on because this was a really huge operation, and they it was pretty seamless. Like it was, it, it was great. It worked out so well. Now I will say the in between stuff was a little campy, a little cheesy. Yeah, but I I totally understand it. I totally understand it. Uh, you know, there was some stuff that I felt like took a little too long. But the great thing about computers is that there's a volume button and if you see that there's another transition you turn the volume up okay this is something i want to watch you know it's up to you as a fan whether you want to watch it or not that dc fandom for the 24 hours got a complete 22 million views no oh, that was 22 million they got views. another one like in two weeks and th- and then all of the trailers that were officially released. So every trailer that we saw out there was officially released. Every single one of them got 150 million plus views. Love it. Love that it. like that that is a win. You cannot tell me that is not a win. That is 100% a win. And you know, you know there's some trailers that we haven't talked about, you know the the Wonder Woman trailer. Um uh we saw the reveal of Cheetah uh, well, what did you goth- think? What did you think of her uh, design? I I liked it. Now, there's something that was very obvious about her reveal. It's dark. There's uh it wasn't in sunlight, and apparently the reasoning for that is because of the backlash of cats. The backlash of cats actually had them go back and render some stuff hmm. with Cheetah, which I'm like, mm. I, I'm kind of scared at what they re-rendered if they, like, actually did change some stuff with Cheetah. Because hmm. at that point, what exactly was she? Was she, like, freaking, like, the complete CGI face where you can still see every detail in her face, just like how Cats was? Because that would have been horrible. Yeah, I mean, I that that's true. I mean, I, I am kind of curious because I'm trying to remember what those leaked photos of what they were. But I think it was actually, I think well, the you, leaked photos. I think it was more just Kristen Wig wearing like the leopard, the, like yeah, the, like the cheetah which we skin, did yeah. see. We did see her. Yeah, we did whether, see I, I, It was in some sort of building. It, it looked like the White House, but uh, but you know, she was fighting Diana, 
And I saw a lot of people, like, really worried. They're like, oh, I can't believe this is her official suit, blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end of the trailer, you see her complete CGI. And it looks great. It really does. I I am looking forward to that. But one of the other things I'm looking forward to is freaking Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights look good. I mean, I know that it's, uh, like... Like Montreal, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there. Uh, WB Games Montreal, yeah, WB Games Montreal. There, to me, I mean, like I loved the because they did Arkham Origins. Yes, yeah, like Arkham Origins. Like to me, it's like I'll always remember that game because of the cutscenes. Yes, the cutscenes, and also one of the big things with that is that they had actual boss battles for yeah, the yeah. Arkham villains. So they brought that back in this game because you got to see in gameplay trailer uh, Batgirl and Tim fighting freaking Mr. Freeze, which looked awesome. It did. I love that you can play as Nightwing, my boy. I, I'm super pumped for that. They're uh, going to have another skin on the DLC. You'll be Rick. No. Don't <laughs> stop. No. Cut it out. That's, that's not cool. Now, see, if they had... If they had please live Nightwing. stream when you're watching the game, just in case, like if in the middle of the game, Dick gets shot in the head. Oh, don't even like. I was gonna sure, say if sure you like if Night up. if Nightwing goes undercover as a Talon, I think that would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But as long as he doesn't shave his head and get that stupid freaking jumpsuit of a costume he has now. Oh man! Oh my god! Hey, you might, I have, would be you, might you might get a Dicky Boy DLC. Stop it! No, stop okay. it! Yeah, no, dude. It, it it was it was all around. It was great. Um, you know, I I wish. May, well, maybe it's gonna be in September. I mean, I wish there was a little bit more comic book news. Uh, I mean, I know that we, we did get the like the release of that Milestone Comics is coming back. I know nothing yeah. about Milestone. I only know because I have like five or six I mean, like people that are always talking about it. And it's kind of like one of those things like, man, you know what? I should get the originals. Like, I should get, like, see if I can find, like, a trade of it. I, but then I, I always find something else to buy. I have a number one of Static. I have an original number one of Static. Uh, but he's he's the only one that I know of because he's what I grew up with on Kids WB. And so I yeah, wanted see, like, to follow I've never, him. I've never seen the, the show. So for me, when I was, like, getting into the whole Twitter thing and I see people just talking about Static, I was like, do people really know about who Static is, or are they literally just saying this because they're doing it for clout? But that's honestly, that's from my ignorance. I even asked, yeah, I, w- was it with you? And I wrote it on Slack, like on the Comic Book Legion Slack. Like I'm like, what's what's so popular about Static? Like, do yeah, people yeah, actually that was a while like? Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like people love Static because of the Kids WB show. Like honestly, um, it brought a really cool dynamic to uh Virgil and his friend I can't remember his friend off the off the top of my head but it actually connected to the Batman animated series as well as the Justice League animated series so okay. that's why there was such a popularity around it because fans of Batman and fans of Justice League saw this new character pop up on random episodes and they're like well who is this and they found out he had his own show like it was actually really really cool. Uh, they talk okay, they okay. they do talk about, you know, kind of the stuff that's going on right now. Yeah, uh, I, I saw world. a video. I saw there was like a clip on Twitter. It yeah. went viral not too long ago. And it was about yeah, kind uh, of like the cop 
And yeah, just, the the father of yeah the father the of best this, friend yeah well, and then Virgil's dad yeah yeah uh, it's like one of, and the dad's like episode, in, the dad's like the captain or something of the police yeah, force yeah, yeah. or yeah the uh, that episode was in like the first six episodes of the show so it hits you like right then and there oh so nice. I I really enjoyed the show as a kid wait wait uh, so it's like would, Miles Morales kind of like derivative of a uh, static you think uh probably yeah. I would say so. Okay. Uh, just because of of the comp- yeah, like the huge comparisons between the two. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, uh, of course, Miles is is half. Uh, yeah, Puerto he's Rican. also yeah, he's Hispanic. Yeah. Kid. But, but yeah, dude, I I love Static as a kid. I would love to see Virgil go back to his roots because the one big thing that a lot of people didn't like the New Fifty Two is that he moved to New York. Uh, mm-hmm. from Detroit, and they're like, "Oh, well, why did that even have to happen?" Like, like, I, and I understand it's a new rendition and everything else, but I feel like those coming to rewrite a lot of this milestone stuff for its return are probably going to go back to its roots, and that's how they're going to win a lot of these people over with going back to DC Comics for Milestone. And I said it online, and I'll say it here for all of those people. That are saying, oh my gosh, Milestone's coming back, Milestone's coming back. You need, 100%, need to go on iTunes, Google Play, or Comixology when they are released. And you need to start purchasing those comics. Because they said, that is what's going to determine what the audience, us, is going to want from them when Milestone returns fully. So, definitely go check it out. I know I will be. Um, I'm hoping that they uh, will basically put it out in collections, hopefully, so that yeah. way it's a little bit it's gonna be you know, under, easier on the wallet. It's going to be under like, the digital first thing first, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I hope that it's a little easy on the wallet, but I will be subscribing to a few of those. So I'm I'm pretty excited about it. But with that news came John Ridley's news yes. for his Batman. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's going to be a four-issue miniseries. And he tried to be, like, coy with it, but he's like, oh, there's a 47% chance that my Batman <laughs> is going to be a p- person of color. I'm like, no, your your Batman's going to be Luke Fox. Just say it. Like, that's all you got to yeah. say. You know, he was teasing that, you know, this Batman will be all about family. And he even mentioned the Fox family has a really big family. So it totally makes sense. This is something that we've been expecting for a while now. Now, as far as how they will introduce him, that's going to be what is, like, determining, wow, why does somebody have to be strolling down my street at this time? Okay, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, I, I, I would like to see how they kind of pull Luke into the DC universe right now, because he is non-existent right now. He, this week, he showed up in Batgirl, Did randomly. He, he kind of... Left the picture once he disappeared after after Tinian's detective run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I was almost going to say after New Fifty Two, but I forgot Batwing was actually in uh, Tinian's detective run. Yeah, yeah, he was. So maybe Tinian will bring him back at the end of his run. But I mean, from what I know, I thought Joker War and a little bit after will be his run, and. From this, from what we got from our emails and everything else, uh, 
this whole thing with uh with Ridley is starting either January or February of next year. It's going to be four issues and it's it's a four issue miniseries that's going to have a big impact on the actual main line of comics. So yeah. that definitely sounds like 5G stuff. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking right now and um clearly you could tell that this um this news sent shockwaves around the comic book community because it looks like according to uh Bleeding Cool and they're showing some pictures here uh Batwing number 19 and 20 Oh my gosh, yes I saw. Both I saw. CGC'd at 9.8 sold for $1000. $1000. The... Raw is selling anywhere from two ninety nine to four ninety nine. It is so dumb. So people uh... don't fall into this trap. If you want it, read it on DC Universe app. Yeah, because Ooh. I I will say I will tell you this: those books will not become that valuable until they are on screen. So until we learn that Luke Fox will be Batwing or Batman in the DCEU, it is not worth it. Yeah. Ooh, that is some that is some change right there. Yeah, no, don't fall for this whole, you know, scalper or freaking um gosh, what's the correct term for this? I, I know that I talked about it once like two years ago on a podcast. Um Man, yeah, uh, Scott, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're called, but I, but I, I know what you're talking about in terms of this. Like, gosh, it's uh, it starts with a C. Uh, comic book. Uh, 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 anyway, yeah, you guys I, I know, know what I know, I'm I know what about. you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's just for me who used to work at a comic book shop. I absolutely hate it because those people will go out and go to a comic shop and be like, oh. You guys don't know anything, so I'm going to act like, oh, well, you know, I just really like Batman, and I really like Batwing, so I'm going to buy all of your copies of Batwing 19 at three ninety nine, please. And they think that we're dumb, and we're like, uh, no, we know that you're going to try to sell these, you know, online or whatever, which I don't like, because then the bosses and... and owners of those comic shops will take those copies and look for them if they have it in the shop and they will rack the price up. Yeah. And so nobody will get the chance to purchase it to legitimately read if they're ever trying to like actually collect that story. Yeah. Mm. That's what I absolutely hate about that. Yeah. Now there are clear books like back in the silver age and golden age where you're like, okay, that book is worth something. It's totally understandable that it's well. There, worth it's that different. Much. It's different looking for like back issue gems. Yes. And then clearly, when you're going to a comic book shop and Batman Damned comes out, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I want to buy this from my two friends, uh, but I I want to have one to bag and I want one to read. So can I get four of these, please? Like, come on, Jesus. Dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, so yeah, it was fandom. Huge success in on each platform. Uh, I believe September twelfth is another one, so I'm I'm interested to see what that's going to be bringing in. But let's uh, let's jump into doing some comics here. I mean, we have some some really good books. I mean, we have the book of all books, 
uh, that I think we've all been waiting for for a very, very, very long time, uh, which is uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Wonder Woman, <laughs> uh, this is issue 761. My and- dog just walked in here like it owned the place. So your dog's and a I don't- boss. He just like straight up just knocked over my door, like opened my door and just. Wait, do you have a big here. dog? No, he he's super small. Here, look. Get over here, Chewy. Wait, your dog's name's Chewy? Yeah. Oh, that's great. When he was a puppy, he looked a little bit more like Chewbacca. So. Oh yeah, definitely. There's definitely uh, Chewbacca vibes there. All right, that's Chewy. awesome. So yeah, we have uh, Wonder Woman 761, written by right. Mariko Tamaki. Carlo Barberi is on pencils, Matt Santorelli, which I believe Matt Santorelli, that name sounds really familiar with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and it looks like he did the inks with Alejandro Sanchez on colors and Pat Brusso on letters. I, this was, uh, this was like a good issue, uh, when it comes to kind of like explaining what happened. I mean, I knew that we were going to be, expecting that issue where okay wonder woman comp- just wreaks just havoc everywhere with the uh, with the thought that she was being under attack and we're kind of seeing like oh there is a inju- uh, not an injustice a deceased vibe that it looks yeah. like there is this app that's kind of being the one that's controlling people and we started off with this elderly couple and this gentleman who looks like he must have been serving in the military in the past because when he got when he got possessed under it, I mean, this guy went full-blown, like, platoon. Like, this guy was ready. Uh, now, with that, we, we're learning a little bit more uh, with Diana. Diana's kind of like, she's still, she's still suffering through it. She's still getting her hallucinations, but she's starting to realize, like, she has to, which has got to be really tough when you got to try to decipher what's real and what's not. Yeah. Considering all the crazy things that she sees as a hero. Yeah. Uh, so I love to see the struggle and know that Maxwell Lord is still playing the I'm willing to, I, I want to help. I'm willing to help. Uh, it's, it's got to, it's, it's a really tough and tricky situation. And, um, again, I'm still curious. I'm still liking where the story is going. There's still this intrigue. Um, I love that you finally got information. About Max Lord after Justice League versus Suicide Squad, like yeah. that was big. I was like, finally, man, they're they're like, they're finally addressing what was going on with this guy. And yes, they mentioned stuff also with um, the the No Justice, yep. uh, which was Snyder's Snyder's event. But for me, I always wanted to know what happened immediately after that event. If not, it really just felt like it was going to be a tie-in for a tie-in. But yeah, we're, we keep on going with the story. Wonder Woman is, you know, she's tired of waiting. She's realized like, no, I need to, I need to do something about it here. And lo and behold, I mean, we got a, I wasn't expecting this. I, 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 I really thought that crap, I'm going to forget her name. What is it? Emma? Yeah. Yeah. I really thought Emma. Was I think we even talked about it last 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 time we talked about it, that I'm like you know what I think Wonder Woman with the whole Brian Azzarello with the the blonde girl that had the baby I was like I think they're really just trying to give Diana a friend yeah so it's just so that you can have that balance between her superhero life and an everyday life and yeah jokes on us well 
jokes on you because unfortunately I had this spoiled for me. Oh. There was already a cover that had her on on the cover as the villain. So I was like, "Oh, are you, are you kidding? Kidding? Are this for like the solicits?" Yes. Ah, oh, and it was it. Was, but I wasn't looking at the solicits. I was just scrolling on Twitter, and it just happened to be there. And I was like, "Ah!" And I like just moved it really quick. But now I knew. I was like, "Oh, that sucks." So like, this meant nothing. Yeah. You're like, okay. Yeah. So it happened now. Well, like I I looked and I was like, "Oh, okay." I I knew that was coming eventually. But now that I know that it's happening now, like whatever. Yeah. See, like for me, I was I was genuinely. Which is why I don't read solicits because I was generally like, "Oh snap! Like she's bad. Like this is Maxwell Lord's daughter." Yeah. Like for me, so for when I read it, I liked having that shock value. Yeah. Um. So yeah, okay. So yeah, we got Maxwell Lord's daughter, and it doesn't really seem to be. I don't. I'm guessing because I mean Maxwell Lord has been under the lasso several times. Yeah. He clearly does not know, so I don't know if he doesn't know that he has a daughter, or he doesn't know that his daughter's involved, or because Diana is under the influence still, you don't really know if what she's hearing is the truth. So, I mean... Yeah, I, true. Yeah, so I... And especially with Maxwell Lord, I mean, I think that, you know, you when you would get the mind games, I mean, you also get that in in the books. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but... I mean, three issues, man. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, yeah. So far, it's it's really good. Now, I mean, it sucked not seeing Jenin, but yeah. I liked. Yeah, but I mean, but that one I already knew because I remember reading people complaining that it's only taken two issues for Jenin to not be on the book anymore. Yeah, true, true. Now, one book that I was a little disappointed on was Suicide Squad. And the reason why is, you know, we got that that awesome issue last last month with Dog Shot and Live Shot and uh, or Live Shot or Dead Live, yeah, Live Shot. And you know, I thought that they were just gonna go straight into like, hey, let's go mess some stuff up. Yeah. But this is ends up being an origin story for Wink. And Aerie. Yes. And this, I was talking to Jim about it, and because he was like, uh, why would there be an origin story this far into the series if they knew that, you know, issue 11 was going to be their last? Because, well, honestly, because I don't think that they did know. Uh, well, I think, I think that they didn't know, and if, and let's just say that if they had the off shot that it would, I think that doing what they ended up doing, which was turning Wink and Airy into like a couple, yeah. I think that that would turn all the what do you what do you call it on Twitter? Like those who like stan, like the stanners, would automatically ship them and turn them into something where they want them in other books, and the, just people will absolutely fall in love with them. And it can just turn into, you know, something in in the future. Um, so sometimes, I mean, you never you never really know. But I always think that the writers are obviously just going to say that they knew. But, I mean, you can just go by Brian Edward Hill, that this guy has always just gotten the 
because he he seems to be one of the few writers that are really really honest and he'll tell you when he's gotten screwed yeah and was promised this but unfortunately it didn't happen i think that happens all the time but you know just some people are willing i also to say it think i also think this also falls into the trope of tom taylor for when he is about to kill a character that you like he definitely tries to give you a reason to care for a character, and that would definitely be. But he norm- but like he normally this. does it. But he normally does it that same issue. Like he'll make you care for them so much in the in the beginning of the issue to kill them off there because he wants you to have the high and and the low of that issue. Because by the next time the Suicide Squad issue comes out, not too many people besides those who just become radicals. Oh, I I think it's the complete opposite. I think what's going to happen is I think that th- you think all the issue- do you think all the revolutionaries are going to go? No. I think that one of these two, either Ari or Wink, will die, and that will be the reason Deadshot quits. He I don't think he's going to die. Mm. I think the character Deadshot will die because Floyd will retire. Okay. So then because I'm, next I'm issue, gonna, I'm going to say then maybe, Oh no, because the ones who got taken were the TNTs. Yeah. I was going to say, Hmm. I was like, which is the one that had the relative? Was it area or wink? But no area and wink were on their own. Um, so I mean, now, I can, I'm... I can, I could definitely see one of the TNT brothers yeah. go. Cause it looks like the other one, it looks like, uh, uh, Ted Cord has some has some plans. Yeah, it, so it's this, really funny. This looks, I had this I had I had like... Kevin. Kevin was writing me on DM. <laughs> Why did he write you too? No, I, I, I could only imagine. Oh no, he's like he is he's like is role. Ted Cord still evil, or is he, wrote, he not reading the book because of it? No, I think he just wanted to know because of advanced copies. Oh, okay. He's yeah, like, yeah. I just need to know. Does he die? I'm like, dude, I can't tell you. <laughs> and he's like, I need to know because I have to know if I need to call my comic book shop and cancel all of my DC and be done with them forever. <laughs> I was like, this guy's awesome. Uh, so I'm like, I don't know, man. Oh I just great. kept, I kept on like just sending I like. Love m- it. Like I Mr. Bean, it. like winking his face, kind of thing. I'm like, I. <laughs> but then oh, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, great. on Tuesday, I told him. Uh, but yeah, this guy was, like, you know, like first it's like lowercase, but then you know when every letter is cap. Hey, like, this guy. Needs I to just, know. I just want to say, how can you not cancel all your books after reading how Bendis treated Supergirl this week? Oh man, I. I, 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 no, honestly, I didn't read it. I, like I said, I am done with Superman, which sucks. I didn't, I didn't read it either, but, <laughs> but I, I read loved, that I one panel these... that I saw yeah, it on was Twitter bad. and I was like, nah, that yeah. is disrespectful. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just what he's doing. No, but I, I, I've had so much fun because after the Wonder Woman trailer, they've kind of, it kind of went viral with the like, Barbara, what did you do? And then somebody has like a really funny picture right after. Oh, did somebody put the, no, Supergirl. so no. Every, so what everyone started to do was like expectation, and you're seeing a Gary Frank's 
variant cover. Oh yes, I saw that. <laughs> and, and then you then see, Ram- and then you see Romita's after it. I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Like no, that's I, like that's. I'm the gonna funny get really that... morbid. I'm gonna get really morbid real quick because I I told this I asked this uh, of Juice, uh, and I don't know if I said it like on the Batman News Weekly podcast, but what's gonna happen the day that John Romita Jr. God bless his soul is no longer on this earth. What's going to happen? What do you mean what's going to happen? Like, do you know how when when a comic book creator passes away, everybody's like, "Oh man, it's I can't believe he's gone. I really appreci- appreciate his stories or I really appreciate his art." Like you I I know everybody's going to lie that day saying, "Oh, I really appreciated John Romita Jr." Man, he art. has like a huge following. He does have a huge following. Like, this dude's like but, a legend. But I bet you anything, there's going to be people that we both follow that we have seen really crap on his art, but they're going to say, oh man, I really appreciated his art. I mean, I'll always, I'll always respect the craft. And I mean, I, and I mean, people, again, I don't know if John Romita is as famous as he is because of his dad. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't follow him in his journey. I mean, so they I don't... they have they have like a like a art school. So so they're kind of like the Kuberts. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, every writer that I always hear, I mean, it's just always like a dream. And apparently, he's really good. And now again, maybe that's why his art's not always that sharp. Because I don't. I feel like when I've read Kickass, his art doesn't look as bad. But I See, think no, it it doesn't because it goes well with the aesthetic. Maybe I think maybe it's the aesthetic, and also I mean I think he's just really well known for being a guy that can. He's like the complete opposite of David Finch. Like yeah, if you're on the book, he'll have it done. Like he'll he'll meet the deadline. But I think a lot maybe a lot of the details suffer. Yeah, um, everybody's cats. Yeah, all so, the whiskers. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh. Yeah, I don't, so when he goes, I mean, I'm sure he'll be celebrated. Um, I think. I mean, uh, it was just. It I was guess just I mean, a really if you want to go morbid, you, if you if you want to go morbid, I mean, this is a really weird game we're playing. But uh, <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna go morbid, who's gonna get more caca, Romita or Liefeld? Oof, that's true. There it is. <laughs> Like that's a that, weird that, that's that, that's a weird poll question. It's like <laughs> when they die, who's gonna get more crap, Liefeld or Romita? Uh, that would be so messed up if that goes viral and they both see it. Like oof, Liefeld. Well, hey, I mean, it seems like every fan wants to get blocked by Liefeld, so that could do it. Um, True, I'm already blocked by him. Really. I, I'm blocked by Liefeld, but I'm not blocked by Bendis, and I don't know how that's possible. Because I've said some stuff on his Instagram, and he still hasn't blocked me. I mean, he must have not heard the show where you called him cancer like 74 times. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, so so, so Suicide oh Squad, it, it was... It I, was I, it was okay. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed I would the say story. this. I would have liked. I would have liked the issue more if I knew that it wasn't ending in two in two issues. True. Then I yes. would say, like, all right, guys, come on. Like, if this is ending, like, let's let's start getting it here. Like, nothing happened until the very this, the last two pages. This should have been the annual instead of that Joshua Williamson Flash annual that worked its way in here. Yeah, no. This should have been the annual 
for Suicide Squad. I, I, I mean, I rarely read annuals, and if it was Williamson writing it, I would have not have read it anyways. So. <laughs> Poor uh, guy. God. And uh, it sucks, too, because I love Nailbiter. It's, see, that's one that has been on the list to read. See, that, and I, that's the I, thing, man. It's just I like so many writers in their indie work, but then... But, you know, I shouldn't say anything because, I mean, the beginning of Rebirth, I mean, his flash run was just fire. Like, it was amazing. It was great, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, its first then, 25 issues were great. Yeah. Then I don't know what the hell happened. Um, <laughs> okay, so I know that you read Detective and I read The Question, The Deaths of Vic Sage. Yeah. Really quickly, I'll just go with the question. Uh, this had some really cool, like, V for Vendetta vibes where – but in, but it – in modern times, and uh, you have here Vic Sage kind of like playing the role of V, and I really, I really enjoyed it. I think that the way Jeff Lemire handled a very sensitive topic and something and very topical because it's currently happening um, at this time, uh, I think that he handled everything very gracefully. And and yes, clearly there was a narrative here. Uh, that he was trying to to share, but it's done so well that none of it could be looked at as off putting. Where yeah. I don't I don't think that either side of the spectrum that you are uh, politically, I don't think like this would be one of those. Like there are clearly books that are meant, and you can and you know where the writer is in, on the political spectrum, where when they're trying to share a message. It's just like, wow, this is like 100% pandering. Like, this is really annoying. Yeah. And then there's done where I don't, I don't know where he is. And I, honestly, I don't care. Um, but I think it's done in a, in a, in a way where you can kind of see. And it was, and it's a story. It honestly, it's a story about unifying. And yeah. not only is it unifying for everyone else, but it's also Vic Sage finally realizing from the Charles Zaz in the beginning to, uh, uh, to Charlie. Uh, Sage, like, from all of his identities that he's having, I mean, he, I think he's also having, like, a unifying moment for himself as well. Yeah. And, like, who he is and who is the question. And I think that for this to be the end of the the run, I'm kind of bummed because I was really digging Vic Sage. I mean, I've always liked Vic Sage in the small spurts that I've seen him. and And honestly, I don't remember... If you tell me right now, when's the last Vic Sage that I remember besides, like, the little bit of Rucka stuff, I would automatically just go 52. That's exactly where I was going. Because I don't – honestly, I'm sure I've seen him in other stories, but I don't remember him. I remember 52, and I loved it. Um, But, yeah, this was was a great story. I mean, Sinkovich, uh, Cohen on art, I mean, they did – they did great. I mean, this was was a really, really strong story. I mean, I highly recommend everyone – I mean, honestly, if Three Jokers didn't come out, this would probably have been my favorite book uh, that nice. I read this week, even from some of the indie stuff that I've read. Um, yeah. I mean, I I really dug it. I thought that this was real nice, and I'm 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 looking forward to the to the hardcover. Oh, talk oh, yeah. about hardcover! I, I mean, I'm not going to move my laptop now since I have my mic and stuff connected. Remember, oh, I, I, th- uh, I, th- I think how's your uh, shelf going? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I think someone even wrote, they're like, well, I hope you put your screws in studs because, you know, it's about to fall. Well, here, how about this? Look, if I bend down right now to the floor, who's next to me? 
Why is oh. black Why is Black Manta not on my bookshelf? That's because my bookshelf fell. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, all my trades. I'm like sleeping. Did, did, an, um, wait, did your statues break? No, luckily, luckily Manta he survived. Man, well, just like well, a real what life, about man. Aquaman? Well, Aquaman is on the top one, so he survived. It was the middle one that, for some reason, I don't know if the it screw- just gave way. Yeah, and. Oof. I think it was because of that Absolute Kingdom come I have. That book's like 88 pounds. Jeez. I mean, there's a lot of weight with all that Alex Ross art, you know? That's... So, yeah, that See, thing, it freaking fell, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christmas. But, yeah, I got See, that's why people, you, for me personally, built-in shelves, as you can see, Mark, behind me. Yeah. Those are the best. Like, I, I'm scared to put any type of, like, hanging shelf because of that reason. Well, I, I think the, the – honestly, I think the reason – the problem was is that we didn't have a stud finder. So uh, okay. we couldn't find the studs. So what we did was – you know, like I, this is really technical stupidity that we're talking about right now. But we <laughs> – you know, like those things that you put in the nail in, – in the walls, like these little blue things? Uh, yeah. And then it's supposed to like tampon, like pfft, like blow up inside. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And yeah, it's supposed to do like one of those things and it just like stays on the wall. Apparently that's not strong enough when you're using the amount of weight that I'm putting where you have to actually put it on a stud. Yeah. Um, because last time I didn't have it on studs in my other ones, but I had like novels. Yeah. You know, like my Tom Clancy's and stuff like that. I guess that's just not as heavy as what a graphic novel is, like a like an actual comic book. Well. Considering that a lot of those Tom Clancy's are soft covers, and you're having huge, huge hardcovers. No, on well, that every, every novel I have is a, is a hardcover. I don't, I don't oh, buy, really? I don't buy paperbacks. I don't. Be, the reason why I don't buy paperbacks is because I am very neurotic when I see the spine being bent. Yeah. So it, if, it's if, a pet peeve of mine as well. So if I see those creases, I would rather donate the book and just buy it again, even though I've already read it. Yeah, and I've done that. like it's. I I can't do it. I'm, Which I'm is a, normally why I usually just open a book once and then put it in my shelf and never open it again, uh, so that way I don't get those creases. Yeah, but it's 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 tough. But anyways, uh, how but, was uh, how was detective? Detective was surprisingly good. It connected to both the Joker War as well as Gotham City Monsters that was written by uh, Orlando. Uh, it actually did it pretty well. Uh, Killer Croc was the big villain here, and we find out that he was like using chemicals to basically uh, Ace Chemicals chemicals to flood the sewers, and it like well not him personally. I think they were just like dumping chemicals, and it flooded this like random like just like safe space underground thing that was between the sewage and like the above world of these homeless people. And it started to mutate them and killer croc actually saved them. But because he saved them, he basically said, Hey, you're going to be my, you're going to be my lackeys basically. Gotcha. And so it goes down to basically a throwdown between Batman and killer croc. And Batman says, uh, well, no, not even Batman. It, Killer, Killer Croc says, hey, if you lose, you leave us alone. 
because he's wanting to build his own underground city. Like, you know, for him and all of the other mutants uh, that are around Gotham. And he says, but if you win, you can take us in. Because the really big thing is that uh, there has been other mutants that are, like, kidnapping civilians. And I guess they're wanting to create mutants. So that's the only bad thing about this whole thing. So, uh, Batman ends up beating Killer Croc. And Killer Croc is true to his word. He he is captured by all of them. Uh, they're in, like, this really big containment center in Arkham Asylum. And Batman is studying them. And he he has a conversation with Killer Croc. And Killer Croc, you know, basically says, thanks for, you know, not just beating the crap out of us to beat the crap out of us. But thank you for trying to help these people as well. And thank you for calling me by his name. Because everybody always sees him as just a monster. So, uh, it was a really good issue, to be completely honest. It wasn't, like, the oh, greatest I'm looking issue. At, I'm looking at it now. When he called them Waylon. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, and and that's one thing that I've always liked about Batman, is he, yeah, he has the code names and everything else, but to, like, that's the way Batman shows that he's not here just to beat the crap out of you. Yeah, because, like, I mean, like, he'll, he'll, for the most part, he'll always call Two-Face Har- Harvey. Yeah. Yeah, like, Harvey, he's, he's trying to hit, he's trying to get the, like, the humanity out of you. Yeah, he, he doesn't call Penguin Penguin, he calls him Cobblepot. Uh, you know, or Oswald, or Oz, and so like th- those moments are really, really good. So I really enjoy that. Now, next week, I think no, no, no not next week. The week after next, we are getting one thousand and twenty-seven, the one thousand issue anniversary of Detective or of the first appearance of Batman. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a really stupid question, and yeah. it's a question because I've. It might be stupid because you would think, as a, a huge DC fan, you you should know this. Uh, but you know what? I've always been too lazy, and I've never wanted to research it. What was issues one through twenty six? If Detective you would Comics? like to know, Jim from Weird Science is actually doing a series on his Patreon for that. Um, it's just like random stuff, like honestly, just random stuff. Uh, let me see if I could just look like one random up real stuff, quick. like but going on through in Gotham City. Uh, no, 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 no. Like Batman and Gotham were like it's like first official reiter like reiter- reiteration. Oh, uh, so this was the- just like little mystery stories. Yeah, just like random stuff like that. Yeah, uh, there is one. Let's see here. Uh, it's like Detective Comics before Batman. Uh, he recently did an episode seven called uh in mexico and it says mexico banditos mooching racism yep it's another slam brady episode yeah jim just has really fun with, uh, a lot of fun with those but it's just random stuff oh, nice. uh, for for 27 or 26 issues okay. and then 27 is the of course batman and that just blew up and they took control of it basically so I'm excited about this because I want to see some of these writers. Now, there's some that I'm not so interested in reading, but that's just because of particular taste. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Nice. Okay, cool. So, now the big book. The big book. The big book. And with that being said, 
how many covers of the big book did you purchase? I only purchased one via digital. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so, got I got I got the I got the crowbar and I got the red hood one. <clears throat> now Juice got the Batman one and he got the crowbar. Okay. Yeah, now I, there was like the I think there was the There was the fish, the dynamite and um, the uh they had like this I don't know it looked like a lithograph or something kind of like a greenish yeah. like a 1 in 100 or something. I I didn't get that yeah. one. Um but the the crowbar one I really I really enjoyed. And I mean the bat one looks amazing, but I I don't know, I just didn't want the Batman one for a three joker story. Um The the way I think Juice is wanting to get it is he's wanting to get a joker for the respected character cuz each book will have like what the uh with the three characters so of course oh Batman, absolutely the next one's going to be the girl. killing the killing joke joker yeah. and that's going to be very eccentric and that's going to be the barbara story and that cover will sell out i bet you anything oh 100% but this was so i'm going to i'm going to pull a i'm going to pull a clay here clay uh oh high level thoughts high level thoughts of this book i was confused I had a theory and I thought damn this is good <laughs> that's in 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 a, in a nutshell <laughs> in a nutshell yeah it I don't oh wow I never realized that I'm looking straight at my wall and like two comics of I literally see Batman a death in the family where Joker kills uh Jason Todd that's topical. Nice. Um, but yeah, the, I think the, the, I don't know if I was confused because I, I feel like when I texted you after we read it, I had an understanding. I think it's the, the thought process of seeing three different jokers talking to each other and yeah. seeing what the, uh, what the inspiration, like, kind of like, what's the motivation? Like, what's their grand plan? It really, like, what? Like, this is really weird. Because, again, yeah, we've, since New 52, okay, three Jokers, but you've never really, like, seen it. Here, it wasn't, like, brought to you in a subtle way. Like, this was, no, they were straight up three of them. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I you never know. Like, okay, this three Joker is this? Is it like a metaphor? Because you know, comics loves to use metaphors. Mm-hmm. Whereas the death of Wolverine, he's not dead, or you know that kind of stuff. It's none of that. Here, no, there's three, and they're chilling. They got their cabin. I I, I have a theory that I'm going to share at the very end. Okay. That I want to I want to know how you feel about it. Okay, all right. But uh, leading leading this way, I mean, you're getting the the. The Je- I mean, everyone talks about Tom King, but Jeff Johns, he's also a really big panel guy. Like yes. a nine-panel grid guy. And, I mean, it starts off with Batman suffering. And uh, he's he's clearly hurt. And you have, um, which was, I I don't know, There there's like a subtlety to like Jeff Johns when he's writing. Where you see here, like, yes, he's hurt. And he you could see because of him hurt, you know, he couldn't drive well. And he hits his parents like Gravestone. And it's like one of those subtle things, like even with him hurt, he's like, oh, my, my family. Like he's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. I, I don't know why I love those little subtle things, but I loved the, the history lesson where 
in all honesty, this is going to be a huge, uh, just a be. I mean, it's going to be very daunting, but it's literally like a love story between a very twisted love, like a grim version love story of like the relationship of Batman and the Joker and what and it's the, done to and the rest of the years. villains. Yes, and the rest of the villains. And and clearly, I mean, this picture where you see uh, Alfred working on his scars and you see the multiple scars, I know a lot of people were always saying, like, oh, this looks way too fake and it's too exaggerated. Well, and I love that Jason kind of, like, talked to him. He's like, well, we did that on purpose, so we wanted you to, like, clearly see it. Well, because one big thing is, you know, everybody talks about how... uh, like you said, it's too over-centric. You know, there there shouldn't be that many scars on a human being. But you look at what Batman has gone through. And, yeah, a lot of people will say, oh, but he went into the Dagnesium, so he has a new body. Well, in comic book time, that was a long time ago. Like, that's already been, like... I mean, this dude literally is patrolling the streets every day. Yeah, Exactly. Well, but but it's not only that. I mean, if if we can suspend the disbelief when you're reading The White Knight and you have Jack, and then out of nowhere, he's his face, he has makeup, and now he looks like the Joker by Harley just turning his head. Okay, you you don't get makeup without applying it to your face, but you're True. it. But you're, it's just telling you, hey, he's his personality is twisted. It's a visual medium. So yeah, the right arm is all dark because of the shadows, but the the scars are just as illuminated. It, it's just to give you an idea of yeah. how scarred up and what this guy has gone through. And I loved it. I loved each panel from seeing the scarring on the back, Bane, uh, where you see the Riddler like burning, and you're kind of seeing like a, the the tip of the question mark. Uh, Catwoman scratching his chest, uh, Killer Croc biting him, Scarecrow, um, freaking like impaled him. Uh, yeah. Getting shot. Who was that? Is that the Joker? Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. And then you see the Joker shooting him. And then the next page, you're like, okay, we're going to see more stuff from other villains. No, it's all Joker, Joker, yeah. Joker, Joker. And you hear the ha-has all the way through. And yes. you get this visual of like how that kind of sends Bruce into this like, oh, you know, back when my parents died. And now a lot of people, of course, will complain, oh, another person telling the Wayne's death, you know, story. I want to know a counter. I want to know how many times the Wayne family has died since its first reiteration of Detective Comics 27 or whenever it was. I want to know how many times visually we have seen Martha and Thomas die. Because I feel like it's going to be a lot. Oh, yeah. But Jeff Johns, technically... But, uh, but, I, his... but I think there's a, but I think it's a difference between redoing an origin or it being a quick flashback. Oh, yeah, to yeah. It Because, I mean, that's... I mean... But at the, at the same time, you could say that about every... You could say that about Snyder's... Uh, Zach, uh, Zach Snyder's, you know, BVS. Oh, it's only a flashback. No, it's a visual medium, so you have to count it. No, 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 no. I, I, I understand, but I, I'm not talking about, like, the beginning one. But 
the beginning one, yeah, they're kind of showing like an origin kind of thing. But I'm talking about I don't really count it as when Bruce hears Martha and he gets that little flashback to the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay. That that okay. that's what I that's what I meant by flashback. I didn't I didn't mean the beginning like the the intro of the movie. I meant the why did you say that name that moment? Yeah. And they show it. I mean, yeah, in the books because you kind of want to cuz sometimes I mean you could just be reading a book about Batman and you're reading and reading it, but sometimes it's important to bring you back to what triggers and why is it where he's at because it kind of like focuses you and puts everything back into perspective. I'm like, "Damn, that's right, man. This is but Johns has only been able to tell this story, this particular story about the Wayne's death, twice. Technically three times because of Flashpoint, but twice because of Earth One Batman. And that yeah, was but even even that's not canon. Yeah. And this, so this, this is, is like loose canon because this is this, kinda Yeah, this is very loose. Uh apparently they said that, you know, the fans will basically decide whether this is canon or not. Um, because apparently, which is which is which is DC's motto? Because yeah, Killing Joke was not supposed to be. According to Fabic, they are doing some crazy stuff in this story. Like within the second and third issue, they're going to be doing some risky stuff that DC, you know, thankfully let them do. Apparently, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I like how after the flashback. By by you by you saying that it only is like triggering like man, how much deep, especially with it being black label, what are we gonna get in terms of flashbacks with the killing joke after Barbara got shot? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder if Azarello so, is gonna co write. Who no Dude, you know how you know how pissed Azarello will be if Johns gets to do that and he wasn't able to do what he did in Damned? Or that he wanted to do in Damned? Oh, I think the difference is, is that Johns brings five hundred thousand books sold, and it takes Bat Peepee for Azarello to go over a hundred. I'm just saying. No, no, I, I I agree in terms of the the grand scheme of things, but I mean, if but one thing that I I really enjoy is that there's there's a radio uh, broadcast uh, talking about uh, Joker killing somebody. And at the very end of the Batman and Bruce Wayne sequence, it says, one, the criminal. And then we move on to Barbara. And we see her doing some exercises while watching infomercials about leg stress. Mm -hmm. That's like, that is triggering. Yeah. And, you know, that infomercial gets... Uh, interrupted by another broadcast, a news broadcast of Joker killing somebody. And Barbara ends up uh, leaving the gym. She is taking a shower. You see the exit wound, or the entrance wound, sorry. Mm-hmm. You see the entrance wound of when Joker shot her. And at the end of her shower, it says, to the comedian. Oof. And then we move on to Jason Todd, the Red Hood. He's fighting a whole bunch of Joker goons, and he's trying to get information on the Joker. And there's another flashback of him getting beat with the crowbar. Mm-hmm. And after beating the crap out of all these guys, uh, he picks up his helmet and it says, Three, the clown. So it's setting you up 
for, okay, there is three identities of the Joker. Mm -hmm. And this is where we see these three victims at Ace Chemicals all wearing the classic Red Hood getup that the Joker once had. Yep. This is where, like, like GCPD is very convinced that it's not the Joker, that it's, like, different people. And so it's already getting your mind. Like, as a reader, you're like, oh, crap, I never considered that. Okay, let's think about this. How could this turn out? And I love how Johns is doing that to a reader is, is bringing up these aspects to like really try to trip you up with the idea of three jokers. And Barbara comes to the scene because Batman's there. He's, he's talking about it. And eventually one of these three victims actually wakes up. Yes. And the whole thing with these, uh, jokerized people is that they have all been, uh, thrown into a vat of, waste Mm -hmm. just like the joker yep so they're like oh crap we got to get this guy to the hospital you know and batgirl and batman are like okay we'll follow we're good and you know batman is just like you know barbara you don't need to do this like you don't you don't need to do this because you know he knows that she might be triggered by it and she's like no if it's the joker we're gonna stop him together yeah, not only is like you know you you don't have to do this. I think he I think the reason why he's saying that is like I think it's also very triggering for him, which yeah. you saw in the beginning. So I think that I think he understands what she's going through. Well, I think and there they, is they a... should all honestly know what they're going through. Oh yeah, but it's obviously and there is I think that small he just would rather do it on his on his own. But what I also found that you know it's kind of one of those things that makes you wonder like in this version was. When he was talking to Barbara, thinking, like, do you think that your father knows that you're Batgirl? Exactly. That's what I was going to say, is that there's, like, this one little moment that Bruce talks about to Barbara. It's like, well, your dad looked at you kind of funny or whatever. And she's like, oh, it's just stress. He wants to capture the Joker just as much as any of us. And, you know, there's always that, that questioning, even in current continuity, of, like, does he really know? Yeah. And there have been plenty of stories I mean, where... We recently just got it in Deceased. Yeah, in Deceased, he always knew. Like, that's that's something that he had said, that he always knew. And I think I think he found out in current... Didn't he find out during the Grim Knight? Like, the, the Batman Who Laughs mini? Uh... Why do I feel like I remember him finding out? There has been... No, no, no. I don't think he's found out yet. But there has been, like, moments where we thought it was, like, close to happening. Or, once again, like this, there's, like, a small comment or a facial expression that makes you think, oh, does he know? Okay. Okay. So, it's always teasing. And, of course, for Gordon being Gordon, you would think, oh, he's smart enough to find out. Because he's the detective and all of that. But we find out one of these paramedics that is in this uh, uh, ambulance is Jason Todd. And he thinks that this Jokerized goon or this this victim knows some information on where Joker might be. And, of course, Bruce and Barbara have no clue what's going on. So they're like, you know, we got to figure it out. Batman jumps in, is super 
pissed at Red Hood, there's a small little like fight, and then Barbara blows a tire, and it looks like the vehicle goes off the road. And it was actually a really cool action sequence because I, I loved the one panel where you actually see Jason blocking the punch. Yeah. And I, I know, like, okay, sure, whatever. But there's just – there's something about when you know the stakes of where this book is that just like those subtleties, it's kind of like – I it makes me feel like I think that Jason, if he really wanted to, could hold his own. And oh, it, yeah. And, and it would and, not be and, as simple as – what Batman ended up doing to Red Hood before Red Hood left, and then we got like that new version of Red Hood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. where he beat the crap out of. Yeah, Jason. I, I just like I don't know why that one panel, which just shows a blocked punch, which you've clearly always seen, but for some reason to me, it means so much more in this in this. Oh, well, and you have to remember issue. they are in a moving vehicle. Yeah, when this is all happening, so it's very impressive within its own. But we see the truck that was stolen from Ace Chemicals. You know, we are now somewhere else. And we see this truck that was stolen by Ace Chemicals. We see the purple glove and the purple jacket. So we immediately know, okay, Joker's in this in this truck. And he goes to this random house out in the middle of the woods. Knocks on the door. This book gets so weird. And Joker answers the door. And you're like, oh, okay. So there's at least two Jokers. And then they talk about a third and about how he thinks he's the boss. And one of them says, well, if he's not, and he, someone and he, has but, to but he def And he definitely carries himself as it. But it, that's the thing. It's like they're all separate personalities, but they all share the same mind and histories. Then yeah, I'm like, so, what the hell's going so on? So I will, I will say, you know, they uh, we move back to Barbara, Jason, and, yeah. and Batman or whatever. They have their discussion about how they need to work together. The very next page, and I gotta is say, the Fab third. and Fabak and Fabak kills it. Like he draws a great Red Hood. Oh yeah, I I love uh, Jason in the Domino mask. Yeah, well I, that I looks great, and I and I have to admit that I also love that Johns is uh, again. I, I don't always read Batgirl, so I don't know if she's, but I feel like in her other book, Batgirl is still wearing kind of like the Domino mask that has the ears pointed through her hair. That doesn't oh, really yeah, necessarily yeah. make sense. Like I love this this look, that, yeah. So it's it's nice to see it. And the very next page, we see the third Joker. Now, I will say this: as somebody who definitely understands the commentary of these characters have a voice. Of course, whenever I read Batman, I think Kevin Conroy. Whenever I think Joker, I think Mark Hamill. And so when I am reading. Three separate Jokers with three different personalities. I had a hard time reading this sequence. Because I'm like, okay, like, we clearly know from the very beginning, one of these is the comedian, one of these is the clown, one of these is uh, the criminal. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, like... How would that sound? Because it's been so long. Because they, they make a comment about this later, and, and we'll talk about it. But, you know, they are clearly planning something. Yeah. Clearly, clearly planning something that says, uh, let's see. Uh, they were having some sort of casting call, which comes up with my theory 
I will talk about it later. But uh, this this Joker is clearly the head honcho. He's making the demands. He's saying, "Hey, you go here. We we go and here." And this we is do and this. this is like 1966 Joker. Yes. Yeah. You so if you would... zoom in, you can clearly see a little bit of a of a mustache on him. But uh, you know, we see Bruce and Todd in the Batmobile, and you know they're just discussing some stuff and then all of a sudden Jason says something about the Batmobile seats and Batman's just like you're projecting cut it out like you know go no, on no, with I, well I think I think because I kind of I don't know it kind of makes sense where he's just talking about how the seats that the passenger seats are always so tight to sit in that it just kind of makes you feel like if Batman is purposely doing it small so that he does these things on his own yeah yeah. yeah, very true. Very, very true. But uh, we see a new Batman gadget, which Jason Todd calls out so quickly, which I 100% agree with him. Um, Batman's bat emblem on his chest turns into a flashlight. This is very much something that I would see in, like, Silver Age comics, mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, and... It doesn't even look like it's shining that far. So it's like, what use is that? But they're at this aquarium. They see that the Ace Chemicals, you know, sludge or whatever you want to call it, is clearly being dumped in these pools of fish. They're all being affected, especially a giant freaking shark as well. So that's terrifying. Very and, much so. <laughs> and... I don't know if you've ever seen this character before. I've never seen Gaggy. I've I've never seen Gaggy the court jester. I've n- I don't know if this is a character that Johns has just now created or if it's something that nah, we need to I, just look I, back I at. I feel like Gaggy is uh, Gaggy, also known as Gagsworth, was once Joker's original sidekick. After the separation, the Joker got a new sidekick, Harley Quinn. And turn Joker from the Crown Prince of Crime that he now. Wow. Yeah. So this is. Sorry, I'm I'm just googling because I I don't know. So I'm on the like a database right now. That's interesting. Yeah, I I did not know that at all. So I I want to I want to learn more about this character. But a fight ensues. And, you know, I love Jason's impatience because he's like. Nah, screw this. And he shoots the aquarium glass. The shark comes falling through and eats Gaggy. Yeah. Now, with Gaggy, it looks like his first appearance was 186. Batman 186, Volume 1. And then you don't see him again until 682, which is Batman, like, last rites. Like, I think this is Grant Morrison stuff. Then you see him in Neil Gaiman's Batman and then Gotham City Sirens. Huh. So, um, so he's so, had a few appearances. Yeah. So Gotham City somebody... Sirens. It makes me wonder. He's probably there just trying to hunt Harley for taking Joker yeah. away from him. Probably. Yeah. But the shark comes crashing through the glass, eats Gaggy, and I'm just like, man, Batman's just gonna let this happen. Like, that's okay. And, and and what can you do with a shark, you know? he yeah. It's not like he has the shark repellent on him. But 
That's when Joker comes out of nowhere with a literal fishbowl, smashes it over the head of Jason, but Batman's able to take him out. He's able to knock him out, and Gordon quickly calls them and says, hey, it looks like we have a Joker you know, in this part of town. Come help us out. So Batman leaves, and this is where Jason brings up a really good point. He's thinking, is this the real Joker? Because when was the last time he's ever used the gags? When was the last time he used cards? When was the last time he used like the little taser in his hand? Uh, when was they they mentioned his body that he's really thin? Yeah, he's, he's very thinner. lean. Yeah, yeah, he's leaner. Yeah, it's. And I love, like, those are, I love those intricacies that they're like, nah, he hasn't done this kind of stuff. And I, I I really appreciate that because it's kind of, it's, I mean, those are the questions you would ask, especially the way that they would, that they have been trained to kind of like just remember these kind of things. And yeah. this is honestly where the tension levels of this book goes Start to, to 20. Start skyrocket. Like this it bursts through through anything. Uh, they like. I don't think anything would be able to stop the momentum of how the tension rises and how from how the Joker, who's always been known to be able to get under your skin, and how he's just clawing and clawing and reminding. I loved how. I loved how he talks about and he uses an analogy of Jason actually being his his Robin. Yeah. And he's like if you like if you wanted like why would you use my monocle? Why would you use my name? And he's trying to say like well it's as a reminder and and it's just like you talk he talks about all these moments and he's like you are literally my Robin because here you are you're coming to the streets, you're killing people, you're doing this and all you're doing is making Batman's life more miserable. You are literally yeah. doing the work for me, like, and you don't even the, know it. For the fact while that, like, using while using my name, yeah. For the fact that Joker, like, just even said, "Oh, do you remember what you said that night?" Oh, do I'll you do remember? Anything. Oh, God, please, yes. And he and he's like, "Oh, do you want me to remind you? You said after you I let, beat the ever living crap out of you. If you let me that, live, I'll do anything you say. Anything. I'll be your Robin. Your Robin." And at that point, I was like, "Oh no!" And all you're oh, looking at is no. and all you're looking at is Joker's eye, and I'm like, "Freaking!" You're man. looking at Joker's eye, but then he laughs, and then you see Jason have that quick flashback. Which, if you look at your wall, that flashback is literally the exact same pose, picture, everything of. When Jason died. Oh. That's the attention to detail there is what I love. Is that that is the exact same pose and everything. The blood splatter, everything is the exact same. Damn, like the blood is literally... I'm looking at it right now trying to see like how... That is like pretty spot on. It's actually it is quite almost... Sp- yes. Yeah. Jesus. I, I, I love it. I love that Fabic did the attention to detail there. And Batgirl's just like, don't do it. Because Jason has a gun to his head. Or or not to his head, but is aiming at his head. And she's like, don't do it, don't do it. And to the point where she throws a batarang and misses. 
It misses the gun, and Jason shoots the Joker in the head, blows his brains out, and what I love about this also is as Joker is falling, and even while he is dead, Joker has a huge smile on his face. Yeah. Because it's the one thing that he wanted to happen. Now, when you see Barbara crying, do you believe Barbara is crying because she did not have the closure? Do you think it's because there's an off chance that maybe she? N- these are the feelings that she's no. always wanted as I- well? No. I think I think. Barbara is genuine in the sense of like we are better than killing because I think that when it came to the relationship with the boys and with Barbara Barbara has always been kind of like outside of that circle like you've never seen her really get into arguments with Tim and 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 uh, Dick and Jason whenever it comes to the trauma of the family. Yeah. So this, I think she's genuine in like, you shouldn't have killed him. That's a bad thing. You know, all this other stuff. But he does make the point like, oh, you're just mad because, you know, you didn't want to do it yourself. And she's like, that's not true. And he's like, well, if it wasn't true and you really wanted to stop me, when was the last time you missed well, and I think that, that that's kind of like where I feel that if something as traumatic and everything that she's gone through since the killing joke, you know that during your dark moments, you're always going to have that feeling that you wish that you did something or that you would do something. And the part of the strength, So do you think subconsciously, do you think subconsciously she missed on purpose? I I do. Or I think, that, or, or maybe not so. I think maybe she was just um, she was compromised within her own trauma that this person has inflicted upon her. Yeah. And I think the the inner battle that she has, where I want to do what Jason's doing, but I know that I can't. Yeah. But then I think it's also that I don't. Again, I don't read much Batgirl, so I. I don't really know if she's ever had those moments that normally when you go through a traumatic experience, you will normally ask the question, why me? Or like, why did you do this? Yeah. And I think that maybe in one way or another with her believing this Joker and it could be like, this is the one that her, that did this to me. She'll now never have that opportunity to be like, why did you do this to me? Now, would she actually get the answer that she's looking for from Joker? No, if anything, it'll be something along the lines of what you're seeing here with Jason. But, and it's probably just going to be pissing her off even more, and that's just where she's at. Um, but there's, there's always that offshoot where I think to myself, like, man, she is now looking at her tormentor, and she never had closure one way or another. And I think that now that will always be mm-hmm. a question in the back of her mind where because again this three joker thing is still a mystery to them like yeah, they they haven't definitely. seen the other one yeah, so yeah, they yeah. don't know so all they're seeing is a joker who clearly knows history and now is gone and now in a way it's kind of like was is it over for her yeah 
So yeah. that's why I'm maybe, maybe I phrased it wrong, thinking at first like, man, do you think that like Chloe? But I, I think that in the at the grand scheme of things, with everything that she's gone to, you know, you ask that question, why me? Like why? And you know, she at this moment believes. Yeah, for that sure. She and get that you answer. know. You know, I, I, sorry, you're breaking up just a little bit, but you know, for, for me, I think that, like I said, I still think that she is very, she, I mean, cause of course her father's James Gordon, the whole the detective and, and, and justice and all of this and the values of Batman. So I, I genuinely think she keeps those very close to the chest, but I, I'm very excited to see what comes next, especially knowing that they got to break a little bit of boundaries with what's coming next from what, like I said, from what Fabic has said, but here's my theory. Here is the theory that I think is going to be played out in this book. Now it seems very obvious, but I think that the Joker that we know as let's say, you started reading comics in 52. I started reading comics a little bit after that. I think the the Joker that we knew was just a random person. The Joker. I, the Joker I, I, I agree with that theory. The just Joker, because I don't see a Tom King version of the Batman uh, of Joker. I don't see the Snyder version where. Well, go ahead. Finish, finish your theory. I'm sorry. Well, the the very first Joker that ever appeared in Detective Comics or Batman or whatever, he's long dead. Yes. And he has trained these new Jokers to every once in a while create a new Joker. Yes. And... To train them to, like, hey, your life, your dedication is now Batman. Agreed. And so, and if this is loose continuity, it makes complete sense. How many times, how many times in some of the craziest Batman or Joker stories that you have read, how many times has Joker either, quote-unquote, died or there's something that happens to him, and you're like, how is he not dead? I mean, even along the lines of the Joker after Death of the Family, the Scott Snyder version, where he's like, I know your name. And when he's about to say it, he throws himself off the cliff. Yeah. And then the one that you get back is no longer the Joker that has the stapled face. Exactly. So I think, no, so I'm, I'm totally done. That's why I was saying, like, if, if what I'm reading is true, and that's why I texted it to you immediately after I read it. I was like, is this, are the Joker's... Like recruiting people and just creating jokers, and so it, it it really begs the question: like, wow, these are just the three that we're focusing on, or that Jeff chose to focus on. The and of course they're all pre Flashpoint, uh, and because these are the ones with like the most history. That uh, yeah, he focuses on that, but I mean, there have been so many jokers. That when you yeah. see, even by characteristics, no, no, no. by look, I, by... I, I think that right now, these are the three current Jokers. Every other Joker that we have dealt with is already dead. Like, these are the three current Jokers. 
the Joker that I I genuinely think the Joker that Jason just uh, killed because of how lean he is and everything else. That was the Joker that was in Snyder's Justice League run. I genuinely think that. Now, okay, yeah, I mean, it, it would be the, the the closest one to it. Yeah, and so I think that there are only three Jokers at any given time. I genuinely think that is why there is this trope of the three Jokers that Johns is trying to create. I so don't then, think so there is 50 Jokers so, all around. So what you're I th- thinking is, do you believe that there's going to be a twist that this Joker's gone, so you think that there's only two, but you're going to mysteriously see another Joker appear? I think that there... That... I don't, I don't know if this story is to break the cycle, or that the cycle is inevitably always going to reoccur. Like that's the twist that I'm waiting for. Yeah. But I I think that now there is only two jokers. And now if they know of course we we have this, you know, this this thought of how Joker is almost the same intelligence of Batman, so he's going to be several steps ahead. So is there somebody that these other Jokers still have in the can to become the next Joker? You know? Yeah. So that's what I'm waiting for. So so now, what, what, were, what were your thoughts with when Joker killed? Because you, you saw how his face, he looked like the same scared kid that was getting killed. And then he finally killed him. Did you find it? Like, how, how was your reaction? Maybe you just never thought of it was when you just see Jason killing this Joker and he's like, crap, I hope this is the right one. Dude, when that, when when he says that, because that's literally the last words of this book. He says, man, I hope that's the real one or that's the right one. Like, in my in in my head, I'm like, Jason, you thought about that just now? <laughs> like, you couldn't have thought about that before you shot him? Like, you didn't want to learn, okay, there are three Jokers, we have to See, figure like, out which I, one I, is the I real even, one. I didn't even think of it that way. Like, I thought of it like, wow, he just, from being in such a traumatic experience and reliving it, he's just like, geez, I hope that was the right one. Like, it just felt like a huge weight was lifted off his shoulders and he could just go, or he is just so cold that he's so used to have, he's so used to taking life that although yes he was driven to that point of something that he was actually holding back but once the do- job was done the job was done like he did it yeah and now it's like well i i think that there is going to be somewhat of a weight off of his shoulders just because he got to basically live his fantasy of killing the joker yeah um but there's going to be consequences to that there's got to be there's got to be consequences to it otherwise it's 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 nothing you know which is why you got to think, okay, loose cannon. Like, this is loose cannon to the DC Universe as we know it. So we'll wait and see. But I think that uh, Batman is not going to be happy at all. Dude, he's going to be furious, man. <laughs> he's going to be pissed. But uh, especially when we find out that my theory is completely wrong and this was some random Joe Schmo I mean, that really liked the, the, the Joker. Thing is, like, we have to remember, like, Batman was on the Mobius chair. Like, this dude, you have no idea the what he knows. Yeah. And just seeing an idea of the flashbacks when he was getting beaten and the different scars, 
he was getting scars all by different ways because of it was a different Joker. Yeah. And each different Joker was attacking him in different ways. And so we don't know, and I hope Johns does address it. Uh, like, if we're ever going to get a flashback of him on that Mobius chair, and, like, what does he know that he has not told them, besides there just being three Jokers? But I can... And so, so what do you... What are your thoughts on the... If there is legitimately three Jokers, are you okay with that story? It, it's... When I read the comic at the, the first time, I... It's a weird concept. And I because... think, and I think that that's why when people ask me, I'm like, dude, okay, the book's a ten for art, and an eight for story. But I said it's not eight because there, it's bad. It's just it's a concept that it was thrown in my face in a way in a speed that I was not expecting. Yeah. I was expecting normal Jeff John subtlety, and this was kind of just like thrown there, and they're conversing, and this is like, whoa, master plans. So, I'm okay with the concept because it kind of gives you an idea. I'm like, dude, the Joker's been around for a very long time. But just like all the heroes that we know, they never age. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I understand that concept. Um, I mean, I, I think I just need to see, like, how does it end? But what I want to know is, like, it's called Three Jokers, but one is supposedly dead. So, my thing is, like, is there a twist that we are going to, and this is something that they've been hiding... That there's always Jokers in threes. So is there another reiteration? Are we getting a Grant Morrison snake-tongued bat, uh, Joker? Yeah, With exactly. the tattoo on his yeah. Like, I feel like, are we just constantly going to be getting surprised with a Joker? And when you think something is done and there's a mystery, there's always one coming back? And it's just because that's the plan that they have. They always have it. Like, maybe there's something... With threes, I mean, you know, numbers now, have meanings, so you never know. Yeah, Juice Juice thinks that if there's legitimately three Jokers, it, like, belittles the idea of what the Joker is supposed to be. And so he thinks and hopes that the other two Jokers are completely fake. And that this is all part of the main Joker's plan. Or that... Like, even the thought of, like, Joker making clones of himself, he would be able to, like, be okay with that. I mean, I, the I, think, idea I think it all of depends Joker... on how it's explained. I mean, yeah. if, it's, if it's not explained well, then you kind of go, like, this is a stupid explanation. I want what I want, like, what I liked back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if it's done in a sense, like, you're like, wow, this was... Where you're keeping the the integrity of the character intact while adding to the mythology. Okay, I'm okay with that. But I think that's what makes it important is like how is it going to be explained? Because I mean this is risky, and I can't I can't imagine John's just doing this story to do the story when all his books anyway sell like crazy. Yeah. So there's got to be something and. If there's a if there's a writer that I know that cares about these characters more than anyone, I'm going to say it's Jeff Johns. So I want to I I want to believe that he has something special in store for us. Yeah. So I'm I'm believing I'm believing the process. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. 
We'll see. In, uh, in John's, I trust. <laughs> just, I mean, two more months. Just no, no more news, man. <laughs> no, no more news. Oh uh, man, you know there, there's, uh, there is this uh, video meme about uh, separating the art from the artist, and this guy was like, "Wait." what do you mean you appreciate Hitler's art? He's like, yeah, I just appreciate it. He's like, wait, like his paintings. And the guy was like, wait, Hitler was a painter. He was <laughs> no, like he, he did like have like random hobbies, but it's like this morbid thought of like, he appreciated everything else other than his painting. And oh. so, and, and so I saw that thinking of Jeff Johns is like, Man, that sucks. Like I, I, you know, I have this weird feeling whenever I look at a Jeff Johns book. And the same thing with like Ethan Van Skyver. Like I, I genuinely can't read a book with his art and not think about how horrible of a person he is. So, like, there's other people that are just like, oh yeah, Johns is just a comic book writer. I'm just gonna think of him as a comic book writer. I'm like, yeah, but if that's the same, like. It just feels weird and gross. Yeah, it it does. I mean, I think it's I think it's a tricky situation because like I'll always remember, like you know, you have Van Skyver. Van Skyver has been responsible for some of my favorite DC books with him on art. You know, yeah. And it's just like, oh man, like how do I? Like it, it's hard. It's hard to separate like the two. I think. And I think if you do, I mean, I don't, I don't know what like the rationale would be. I mean, for example, like I know that on my wall, I'm looking at it right now, and I, I didn't realize it, but like I actually have it's one of my center ones. I have Green Lantern Rebirth number one, where you see Jordan and like the uh, him as like is it Spectre or Parallax? I'm trying to see. Uh, that one would be Spectre. Spectre, I'm pretty yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's weird, man. Like. It's it's one of those things like I look at it and I remember beautiful memories of like this starting everything, but then you know you you just move a little bit later and you're like oh but this is this is who he is, yeah. So it's it's weird like I, I I've never revisited it, but I mean I don't know it's tough. Yeah, it's 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 a weird situation. That's why I'm kind of hoping that there's no news. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the investigation will take a while, so. Yeah. Unless the evidence is, like, just super clear and they're just like, yeah, you're a horrible human being. Get out of here. Well, I mean, we're we're due in, like, a week or two for Ray to, like, post another tweet. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, so, I mean, we're, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's going to that's gonna wrap it up. I, th- I think this is our longest episode ever at an hour 38. I don't think ever, but it's it's been a while. Or, or maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's just, it's been a while. But yes, we are part of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network, where if you want to find us, you don't really have to go to their site, but it's just nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go to nerdylegion.com and click on podcast and you'll see our show in the midst of a whole bunch of other um, awesome shows that are on that, on this network. Uh, besides that, I mean, you can find us and you can find Clay at uh, Fanboy Comics podcast on anywhere where you can find a podcast i know correct uh, or you can also with uh clay i don't think you can with ours of the comic book legion but with clay if you're 
someone that subscribes to Anchor, you can also find your podcast yep. on Anchor, correct? Correct. Is Anchor like Anchor exclusive? Uh no. Like uh if you if you if I were to go on to my like Anchor profile, I am currently on eight different platforms. So you can find me Google Play. No, no, uh, I can... meant like if can shows that are specifically Anchor, like will can I can wait wait I think you just answered the question. Never yes, mind. I did. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I am I am on uh, eight different platforms, uh, iTunes or, or what do they call it now? Uh, uh, Apple, Apple, Podcast, Apple, Podca- Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. Uh, Google Play. Google Podcast. Um, sh- what other stuff? Of uh, no Google. Don't talk to me right now. Uh, Stupid you know, Androids. I know. Uh, but yeah, just just at, honestly, if you go to Google right now and just type in Fanboy Comics Podcast, uh, I'm the very first thing that pops up. So, baller, take that, I fanboy losers. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, go ahead and follow him. Uh, and where can they find you on on social media? Of course, you can find me at Fanboy Clay on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Fanboy Clay on PlayStation. If any of you guys want to hang out, whether it be playing Fall Guys or any other game out there, uh, go check that out. And oh, I uh, thought of doing that. Yeah, check our yeah. PlayStation names. Yeah, that would be fun to to have a little game session, hang out. But uh, but yeah, uh, go ahead and send me a friend request. Make sure to add in the message that you are listening to the podcast, so that way I just don't like say you know no to your friend request. So make sure that you say that you listen to the podcast and I'll add you as a friend on PlayStation. And then, uh, yeah, uh, as far as my podcasting goes, though, I am uh, I announced it the other day that in November, because Power Rangers is launching a new uh, two new books, uh, I am going to be doing a Power Ranger podcast. Uh, more news on that is to come. But also, the day that we are recording this, it's National Power Ranger Day. So, happy 27th. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, and you can find me at Mark Reads Comics uh, on Twitter or CB underscore Legion if you want to hit the the, sh- uh, the podcast page. Now, I am getting ready to, when I hang up with Clay, I am going to Best Buy because I am going to be purchasing Madden 21. And oh, that's, all, that's all I'm going to be doing until the PlayStation 5 comes out. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to be my friend, SoupsFan44. So, S-U-P-E-S Fan44. Oh, man. I don't even have you on there. Hold on. Let me... Well, I never had you either. I forgot to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. SoupsFan44. Uh, 44, because that's my number I wore in baseball. Um, so yeah, just go ahead and do the same thing. Just say that you're a friend of mine and hopefully I'll remember to check my friends because normally just like in real life, I like to play offline by myself, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I've kind of got, I've kind of gotten into playing Warzone and Warzone. You need a, you have to do, do it. Nice. People. I suck at it. Like you add me to Warzone just because you want to be like, Hey, I'm chatting. I'm playing with Mark. But I'm not going to be do your hair, man. You have like curl, you have like checkers curly fries, hair. Yeah. Like your hair, God, your hair 
is it's it's been officially a year. It's officially been a Dude, year. Dude, are you not like at twelve inches yet? No, no. Uh, my my mom actually measured it the other day. The front part of my hair is at ten, and the back part of my hair is at eight. So it's getting there. Dude, you need some but, like biotin or something. Just but I. I, I will say this. I've already told my because uh, my mom wants me to shave it completely once I'm there because she just doesn't like me with long hair. But I told my wife and I told my mom, I said, I am probably not getting a haircut until there's a vaccine for the coronavirus. Just because, like, I, I don't want to take any chances because if I take a chance and I get sick then I can't be around my wife because then she loses her job as well. So, like, I just don't – I don't want to take the chance. So so what you need to do is your wife has to go to Target. I'm not – I, I, I love then, my wife. And I love my wife, but she is not to, cutting my hair. And she then is not you are hair. going to have her turn on YouTube. Oh, God. do, like – Oh, that's that's a very dangerous road and a scary road. Pee Wee Herman on. hair tutorial and just – <laughs> And just keep the mustache with a Pee Wee Herman hairstyle, and you won't be suspicious looking at him. Oh, God. Oh. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I need to go buy Madden because I need to f- see what it's like playing as the New England Patriots and not having Tom Brady on my team. <laughs> so, God, my life. 2020 blows, it, man. It'll be okay. It'll, it'll be okay. I might just trade for Brady just so that it could be normal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yes, uh, go ahead and again, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm tired. Thank you guys for listening, and we will definitely see you next week. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) See you. See you.